Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your humble host, Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer from Cat Swamp Road over in Warren County, New Jersey. And I want to thank you so much for spending the next half hour with me. And as you know, we get together here in the farm shop every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern with a re-air and encore Sunday at 6 p.m. also Eastern on Farm Machinery Digest Radio, which is exclusively heard on Sirius XM Rural Radio Channel 147. And if you miss an episode or want to hear it again, you could always go to my website, farmmachinerydigest.com, or any of the major podcast hosting sites and click on the FMD Radio tab, and there you will have it. But I need to give a shout-out to Patrick McGowan. He's a longtime listener of the radio show, and he has was coming back to New York State from taking care of his parents over in Indiana, and he has a Mercedes diesel, and he was listening to my Tier 4 emission control show about regeneration and about problems that I had a couple of weeks ago, and he stopped in Maumee, Ohio, to have something to eat at the Waffle House. There, I used to go to Maumee all the time. I don't remember that it was a Waffle House. It must be new. Well, I used to go through there to Michigan, to Wixom, Michigan, and his Mer- and I jinxed him. <laughs> his Mercedes set a couple of codes for a lack of DEF, a DEF problem. So uh, when he lets me know what was wrong with it, I will pass that on to you. And that's how I learn. And that's why I want you guys to reach out to me at Hot Rod Farmer at FarmMachineryDigest.com and let me know what's going on in your operation with your equipment, with your life, and then you also will bless me with a pin in my map if you so to choose so, and I will be able to know where you listen from and a little bit about you so I can tailor my content better, and that will put you in the running for a free USA-made Hot Rod Farmer license plates. I kind of got away from giving some license plates away because I got to order some more, and I'm afraid that it's going to take a long time to get them. So, But that doesn't exclude you from sending me a pin in my map, and you're still in that drawing. And as soon as those license plates come in, we're going to put this thing on Turbo Boost, baby, and we're going to be giving them away left and right. But, you know, I wouldn't be the Hot Rod Farmer... Excuse me, if I didn't talk to you, tell you uh, the drag race story. My best friend, Gene Worst, who now lives out in Nevada, I call it Nevada, they call it Nevada, and he was from the East Coast here, and he my shop, my shop at the time was in Hackettstown, right in town, about three, two or three miles from the farm, and he bought a brand new at the time, 89 Formula 350 Firebird that he ordered. And he ordered it up, it used to be Calorimi, Pontiac Buick GMC, but there's no more Pontiac and there's no more Calorimi. I think it's Johnson Cadillac GMC now or something. But anyway, it was up on the hill there in Bud Lake a couple miles from the shop. And uh, the, the Firebird came in and it was a beautiful day in March. And it was actually 327, March 27th, like the Chevy motor. And then he, he brought this Firebird down to me, to my shop, and I started to rip it all apart and modify it. He couldn't take it anymore. It used to be a, he, he just couldn't look at it. I mean, he trusted me, but there was a Kmart in Hackettstown. So he walked over, said, I'll just go to the Kmart and look around. And you do what you got to do is I'm ripping his, his, literally the car had two miles on. But ultimately, we ended up eventually very short air, short order after that, I don't know, a couple of weeks or a month, putting a nitrous kit on it. 
And this was back in, in you know, 89, 1990, and nobody knew anything about these fuel injected cars. They didn't know what they were looking at. And we did, a, and I have to say, we did a great job of hiding the nitrous. We hid the lines. We covered up the lines with, with the plastic convoluted tubing like GM uses. We did everything, and uh, you couldn't see it was there. We put the bottle in the back in the trunk, and then when we went to the track with it, Gene threw a light summer jacket over it so the tech inspector never saw the bottle. No one saw the bottle. We hid everything underneath the hood. I mean, you, we, we hid the switch to turn it on, to arm it, and no one was the wiser. Well, we ended up running against this guy with a turbo T-type Buick Regal, which was a pretty fast car. It still is a fast car. It was a fast car at the time, and it was a good running car, and we lined up. It was just uh, time trials or something. It was before eliminations and gene was driving and we decided we're going to hit the juice in second gear because the first gear with that 700 r4 we just blow the tires away so we'd hit the juice in second gear she was rolling and it was i believe it was 105 or 110 horsepower shot we had on it well ultimately the firebird destroyed this buick this modified buick regal t-type then right after the run we're back in the pits and i see the buick coming over to us so i said to him, hey gene the guy's coming over here i don't know the guy wants to fight with us who the heck knows this is new jersey right so anyway he comes over he's a nice guy very nice guy and he's looking at the firebird we had the hood open and he he can't see the nitrous and he's going he's scra- literally scratching his head and his chin going i can't believe it i can't believe it. i never got beat by one of these cars i never got beat you you annihilated me i don't understand it so so gene is just playing cool and going ah you know it's a good runner we just we just picked it up must be a good runner must have been built on a good day not telling him that it has nitrous on it all right and not telling him that that we're spraying it and that's why we destroyed them well anyway so you could say that our nitrous system was latent meaning and the word latent we use the word latent in in physics saying the the latent heat of vaporization all right which vaporizes fuel in an engine which also is is responsible for like volatility when you spray a crop protect protection product like 24d but also what has happened there is a latent way of profits flying out of the farm shop and and that latent unseen to our eyes method of losing income all right, because it's not what you make, it's what you keep that counts, is what we're going to discuss today. So my goal is to you to eliminate the latent financial loss that you are experiencing in your with your machinery. And we will get to that right after the short break. Now, Sirius XM lets you keep listening to Fox News Primetime outside the car. Take the five. Brett Baer, Martha McCallum, Neil Cavuto, Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, and Shannon Bream on the go with the Sirius XM app. Plus, hear special interviews and highlights. The Fox News Primetime lineup. Whenever you want, wherever you want, with the Sirius XM app. The Sirius XM app is now included free for most subscribers. Just download the app today and tap News. I'm Chip Flory, and every weekday on AgriTalk, we tackle the day's news with a panel of experts and lawmakers at the forefront of the issues, and we connect you with the information that you need. If it's related to ag, we're talking about it on AgriTalk, weekdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central on Rural Radio 147 and on the Sirius XM app. 
Hi, I'm Ag Day host Clinton Griffiths, and I invite you to join me as we cover the nation's food system, from fields of green to orchards of orange and livestock everywhere in between. America runs on agriculture, and here at Ag Day, agriculture is what we do best. Listen as our analysts track the markets, learn about innovations in technology and sustainability, and live the country lifestyle through the eyes of rural America. Join me, Clinton Griffiths, for Ag Day, the country experience. The Cowboy Channel Bar on the historic Fort Worth Stockyards is the country's first bar dedicated 100% to Western sports. Watch your favorite rodeo on one of the 11 televisions from the Texas Swing and the National Finals Rodeo. Cowboy Channel Bar is your ticket to the best drinks and the most iconic rodeos from across the country. Saddle up to the bar seven days a week or head downstairs to the historic speakeasy on the weekend. Located right under the famous Fort Worth Stockyards sign, visit the Cowboy Channel Bar today. I'm Billy Kinder, host of Kinder Outdoors Weekends, 9 a.m. Eastern, Rural Radio, Sirius XM Channel 147. Come hang out in the Camp House with us. We built it just for you. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the Hot Rod Farmer. And in the first segment, if you're just tuning in, I'm going to be discussing latent financial losses and the word latent l-a-t-e-n-t means something that is unseen as i said in the beginning we have the latent heat of vaporization which basically in essence allows gasoline to turn into a gaseous state a rarefied form of vapor through heat and also i had said 2,4-D in the beginning segment but 2,4-D most like or more common dicamba has the ability to lift up off the plant and that's why we have to be licensed to spray dicamba and take the class which i've done and we have to worry about temperature inversions and wind speed and direction and what have you all right so those are latent things that you cannot physically see you cannot see a temp- temperature inversion per se but a little backstory here is that I was very blessed to be able to present the Commodity Classic, I think two or three, two, or three or four times I was there, but two years in a row on the main stage uh, at, 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 I could say, Commodity Classic. And it was sponsored by Firestone and Successful Farming. <clears throat> and what I'm going to be discussing today is an outtake from that presentation, because my whole presentation was based upon latent things that that cause you a financial loss in your farm shop and lots of times it happens with machinery and as i always say that there's three legs to sustainability and and sustainability is a big buzzword today on the farm or ranch sustainability but people are talking about the component of sustainability being the agronomic point or agronomic part or also the transition of a farm and that's very valid i'm not arguing that but profitability is also a key to sustainability because if you cannot be profitable <clears throat> then the farm is going away and here in new jersey sadly if it goes away or here on the east coast or if you're near a major city is that lots of times it's going to go out of agriculture and it's going to be developed and once it goes into that it is gone forever and uh, that i hate to see as i know all of you in my audience hate to see that so what i did is that at commodity classic i took three elements that i wanted to emphasize 
that are latent ways that farm profits are eroded and the people write them off to, oh, it's bad luck or this or whatever it may be, all right? And so I am going to go and share that with you today. So before I get involved in that, I'm going to ask you to reach out to me if you have any questions on it, because we're going to go through it quickly. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you the potential financial impact of these three latent elements with your machinery that you would say, well, you know, it's bad luck or it's whatever. You give it no thought to it, but it's going to cost you big time. So the three things that I'm going to discuss is a farm truck or piece of farm equipment machinery with either failed or weak injectors on all cylinders, a weak hydraulic pump on the tractor that delays planting for five days, all right, and then also a bad ground circuit in this particular instance happens to be on a combine now keep in mind that these are three real life scenarios that listeners had and readers to my website have contacted me with and i have helped them with over the years all right so we're going to start out with the combine <clears throat> the story with this combine it was a john deere combine it was some i think it was in iowa or indiana or one of the I states. It's, it's irrelevant that it's John Deere and it's irrelevant where it is, all right? And the important thing was that the person was going to, had a, he had a wheat crop and he was going to put a short season soybean in and he went into harvest and the take-home message here and the combine would go into a limp-in mode for overspeed of the turbocharger. He called the dealership up and this is no disrespect to anyone, all right? But this is reality. This is a reality show. This is real, real, all right? To make a long story short, that they said overspeeded the turbo, they replaced the sensor. Usually when you have a code, it's not the sensor, but whatever it could be, replaced the sensor, went back out into the field a day later, burr, overspeed, no lack of power, derated, what have you. Uh, ultimately, they end, the dealership ends up putting an ECU in it, all right? The farmer, <clears throat> excuse me, spends over $4,000, goes into the field to take his wheat out. Same thing, lack of power, overspeed, Cody. Reaches out to me. I asked him to send me a wiring diagram. I'm no hero here, but to make a long story short, the combine had a high impedance ground. And if a voltage drop test would have been done on the ground circuits instead of throwing parts at this combine, then a number of things would have happened. The ground needed to be taken off and cleaned and put back on. So you needed a 916 socket and a piece of sandpaper, all right? The farmer would have saved over $4,000. But more importantly, not that $4,000 is a drop in a bucket, he would have been able to get his soybeans in in a more timely fashion. So since he couldn't get his wheat off and he was double cropping soybeans after wheat, all right, the thing is that the short season soybean was in, but the season was shorter than it was supposed to be, which ended up impacting his yield. The next thing is that a farm truck, I said, or a piece of equipment, but this happened to be a farm truck. It was a Duramax pickup truck with failed weak injectors in all cylinders. What basically happened, and you guys are tired of hearing this, I spoke about it last week or the week before, is that you need to additize your diesel fuel, and specifically with a lubricity additive in it, all right? The, today's fuel is does not have the lubricity it had years ago, and even though the injectors and the pump on an older engine, pump line nozzle, 
is in theory supposed to live with it, all right? In lots of times, it does not. And you have excessive wear. You take a modern, and I'm using it, this happened to be a diesel pickup truck. It was a Duramax, as I said, a, a, a earlier Duramax. Didn't, it had about 100,000 miles on it. Wiped out all the injectors, wiped out the pump. It was, a, I believe it was the CP3 pump or one pump, whatever. All right, it cost the farmer over $7,000 to get this truck up and running again. That would have been totally, totally avoidable if the farmer would have done been diligent about additizing the fuel, in this particular instance, with a lubricity additive. All right? So now we're going to move on to the next case. And like I said, I'm repeating it. These are all the, the names and faces that changed to protect the innocent. So I don't embarrass anyone. There's nothing to be embarrassed about because we all, this could happen to anyone. Okay. The third thing is, is that a weak hydraulic pump on the tractor delays planting five days while being repaired. You now miss the optimum planting window. All right. So the thing basically is, is that how could you have told whether this pump was starting to go away? Well, there was probably a 95% chance if during the off season, during the winter time, the downtime, the farmer would have done a fluid analysis, not only on the engine oil, the coolant, but on the hydraulic system. And there was and with without question, a fluid analysis would have pointed out that the weak hydraulic pump or that the pump was starting to fail and a fluid analysis is going to tell you that there's foreign material in there and it's going to be able to analyze it all right so now when i put this together for commodity classic i looked at industry standards all right and this farmer was planting corn and the and and university data collectively says for every day that you miss the optimum planting window. I know some people are going to argue that there is that that the optimum planting window was this or that, what have you. <clears throat> but collectively, the agronomists, the universities, the seed companies all agree that there's an optimum planting window, all right, based upon obviously if the soil temperature is good for you to harvest the most amount of sunlight and have the highest yield. This is a corn crop, all right? And the standards of what I found that is 0.056% of a yield drag for every day that you're past the optimum window. So I did the math, all right, and and this farmer was five days past the optimum window, all right? So if you do that, it comes out to 2.9% yield drag, and he was planting 1,000 acres. And the the national average is more or less around 170 bushels per acre, so we're going to use that. I don't know what his average was on his farm or for his particular area, but since my audience is all around North America, we'll use the national average of 170 bushels per acre. Okay, so if you if you take if you look at that, all right, if you do 2.9 percent, which is 0.56% for each day times five days that the farmer would be losing approximately five bushels per acre as far as yield drag by getting into the field late. And that's if the weather cooperated afterwards, all right, because of the failed hydraulic pump on the track that it could have been determined with a fluid analysis during the winter, right? So very, a $30 fluid analysis. All right, so you say, all right, fine, hot rod, 
all right some injectors went bad this happened the ground on the combine all of this whatever so i don't know what the person's loss was whether whether there was a yield drag with the bad ground on the combine for the short season soybeans i don't know but the one with the hydraulic pump i do know all right so you say well what is this going to add up to nothing well this is the latent money going out the door of the farm shop and what i have found is the larger the farm shop the larger the door the more potential for it to fly out so you all so and and when i when i did this at commodity classic and spoke about it in more detail i would say to the audience if i say it's not what you make i want i point them and we i wanted them to say it's what you keep that counts so let's go through this very very quickly all right i looked at the corn price of corn on the chicago board of exchange just before recording the show it was 656 a bushel so we're going to go six dollars 650 whatever whatever number you want to put at it all right so let's start with the with the with the with the delayed planting because of the failed hydraulic pump so this farmer put a thousand acres of corn in all right so if you do the math a thousand acres of corn with a five bushel per acre yield loss which is what we calculated all right five bushels you know yeah it's 170 175 180 175 180 right that's it's it's in 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 the margin of of coffee shop talk excuse me at six dollars and fifty cents a bushel Okay, buddy, what do you think you lost if you didn't do the math? $32,500 in revenue because of that five, because of that failed, failed hydraulic pump, all right? The injector repair was $7,000, all right? And then the unnecessary repair for the poor ground. We're not talking at the soybeans, all right, that anything happened with the short season soybeans, just the poor ground. Everything was beautiful afterwards. All right, so if you take the $32,500, all right, that could have been avoided with a $30 or $40, all right, the cost of the pump would be the same. I'm not denying that, but you would have fixed it before you went into the field. So you take that, you take the injector repair, and you take the poor ground, and that cost the farm $43,500. That's a latent $43,500 flying out the farm shop door that could have all been avoided by advertising your diesel fuel doing a fluid analysis and then also looking at the schematic and cleaning the ground circuit all right that's on a thousand acres of corn a lot of and that's that's maybe big for new jersey but it's not big for most of my audience all right so now you farm two thousand acres of corn all right the injector repair would be the same the combine would be the same right but the financial loss from the late planting and that's assuming the good lord blessed you with the best weather afterwards that you could make up those five days okay so now that cost the farm seventy six thousand dollars so that's seventy six latent seventy six latent thousand dollars or i should say seventy six thousand dollars of latent loss it flew out the window it flew out the farm shop very 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 avoidable and if we're going to have the farms sustainable and we're going to keep our farms and ranches sustainable we have to recognize that success on the farmer ranch is a three-legged stool it's agronomy or an animal or animal husbandry it is marketing and it is machinery and probably more financial losses are incurred through the through the latent machinery things where things happen and it flies flies out the door 
RFD TV is the number one source for market and commodity information as it happens. We focus on the stories that are important to farmers and ranchers across the country. Weekdays on Market Day Report, our team covers policy changes on the federal and state level. U.S. producers trust RFD TV more than any other news source. So join us for Market Day Report on the TV, the app, and even Rural Radio 147 weekdays starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 Central on RFD TV. Hi, I'm Mike Pearson, host of AOA, heard Monday through Friday right here on Rural Radio from 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Each day, we'll talk to those making the news in markets, ag policy, trade, and rural health care. And you'll hear from the ag and political leaders about the pressing issues of the day and what they might mean for the future of agriculture. So join me here on Rural Radio from 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern Time for AOA. RFD TV is the number one most trusted source for market information by America's farmers and ranchers. Retail food prices have increased 9% in the first seven months of this year. With long-term weather forecasts. This old cold front that came down here last weekend is just about done its thing. And expert analysis of the commodities markets as soon as moves happen. Four dollar basis. I never in my life have heard of anything like that. (laughs) Catch Market Day Report and the Rural Evening News weekdays only on RFD TV and Rural Radio. Hi, this is Rob Keck from Bass Pro Shops, the leader in the great outdoors. Join us Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern for Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. We'll talk about all things outdoors and preserving our access to field and water. Join us every Saturday as we bring you special guests from unique locations, as well as inside access to the latest topics and trends in the great outdoors. Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, only on Rural Radio and the Sirius XM app. Your adventure starts right here. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. So now it's going to be time to meet me in the farm shop, buddy. But first, we got to get Tex Rubinowitz in here from Ripsaw Records. Come on, buddy. Let it rip. Well, I'm a rolling daddy with a mean machine. It's got to be motor. It sure is clean. I'm a hot rod man. Yeah, I'm a hot rod man. All righty, Tex. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. All right, now, meet me in the farm shop is a pop quiz. When jump-starting an engine, what is the proper sequence to hook up the cables? If you said there is none, that is wrong. This is the way that it needs to be done. Positive to the dead battery first, then positive to the battery being used to jump-start. At this time, the two negative cables are not connected. Then connect the negative to the dead battery, start the host vehicle, and connect the negative to its battery. When the engine with the dead battery starts, remove the negative cable from the host engine and then from the rescue engine. Disconnect the two positive cables. When jump starting or connecting a circuit, negative is on, last, and off first. It's very, very important for you to understand that, especially with today, farm tractors, trucks, cars, very, very, very sensitive electronics. And if you hook it up wrong or make an arc or something, you could sometimes have the potential, the potential, not to say it's going to happen, but the potential to hurt something. And most people think that there's no sequence with jump starting. Well, just like tanks, mix, tank mix partners on your sprayer. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in. And I want you to know that the Hot Rod Farmers pull and for you, the American farmer and rancher, and my beloved, beloved America. You have a blessed day, and I'll catch you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Be safe, and God bless. Bye-bye. 
Welcome to Bushels and Cents from Farm Machinery Digest Radio, heard exclusively on Sirius XM Channel 147 Rural Radio. I am your host, Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer from New Jersey. And never forget, it is not what you make, but what you keep that counts. With the introduction of automatic spring-loaded belt tensioners around 30 years ago, mechanics and equipment owners do not examine this drive system as often as they did in the past. The idea of constant tension means that belt stretch is determined by the position of the automatic tensioner. Most, but sadly not all, tensioners have hash marks and an indicator for belt stretch based on the rotational position of the spring. Familiarize yourself with all the automatic tensioners on your equipment so that you are not greeted one day with a belt that jumps off the pulley. Agriculture runs on machinery, profits on reliability. Visit FarmMachineryDigest.com where steel and soil meet. The Cowboy Channel Bar in the historic Fort Worth Stockyards is the country's first bar dedicated 100% to Western sports. Watch your favorite rodeo on one of the 11 televisions from the Texas Swing and the National Finals Rodeo. Cowboy Channel Bar is your ticket to the best drinks and the most iconic rodeos from across the country. Saddle up to the bar seven days a week or head downstairs to the historic speakeasy on the weekend. Located right under the famous Fort Worth Stockyards sign, visit the Cowboy Channel Bar today. Hi, I'm Bob Phillips. And I'm Kelly Phillips. And we've been lucky enough to have spent the last 50 years winding up and down the back roads of Texas. It's been an incredible journey. And from the hidden gems to the passionate people, we've seen it all and don't plan on stopping anytime soon. So why don't you hop in and travel with us every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio, Channel 147, exclusively on Sirius XM.